Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. Now, if you've been impacted by these messages and you'd like to partner with us, please text the word GIVE to 844-333-7227. Or you can go to wengardministries.org and click GIVE. Also, if you'd like to sow financial seed into our ministry transport organization called Flights for Hope, please go to flightsforhope.org. Okay, today I want to start out with another question. Last time I asked the question, why pray? Today I want to ask the question, what is your source? So have you ever stood on the bank of a river and wondered where all the water is coming from? What about Niagara Falls? Have you ever been there? Maybe you've just seen a video of it or even just seen a picture. But isn't that an amazing sight? I love to be there. I've been there many times and I just love to just process the, the sound of all of that water just going over the falls. And then I think, what has to happen for all of this water to find its way to this point and go over these falls like this? Or here's another example. Have you ever flipped on the lights in your house and thought about what it takes to get that power all the way from the power station to your house? How many different intersections did it have to uh, connections had to be made and, and transformers and things. How, how far did it have to go just for when you flip the switch for that light to turn on? Now, maybe I'm a little strange to some of you, but I would bet that there's a few of you out there who enjoy systems and structures like I do and, and processes and thinking through what, what has to happen for, for these things to, to operate properly and smoothly. What about when, when you start your car? Where does the, the power come from? How does it all work? Okay, so I want to ask these questions now about your spiritual life. It's probably, I guess, one of the most fascinating things to me is how God created the world and he set up kingdom laws that, that have been keeping things in order since the beginning of time. See, he set up these laws so that they would continually produce exactly as, the, as, he, as he designed them to, so that they wouldn't fall apart. And look at the world, not as, as the devil has done, but look how God has kept order here, even while the devil has tried to destroy things. Now, it's, uh, I guess if I look at the last message that I had, that was the question, why pray? It would be to answer that question, because, see, the devil has tried to steal, kill, and destroy. And God has put us here as those that carry his spirit, that when we pray, when we speak, we then are the answer to that chaos. And we are activating kingdom laws, which then bring order to the chaos. So hopefully you found some truth and understanding in that message. If you missed it, please take the time to go back and, and watch or listen to that as well. So again, the title for today's message, What is Your Source? So just like a natural river comes from somewhere, so a spiritual river also comes from somewhere. Do you remember what Jesus said in uh, John 7, 38, where he said, He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And even if you uh, look in the King James, it's, it actually says, Out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. 
So what in the world is Jesus talking about? What does this mean? Now, it's obviously not a physical reference of water and flow, or you would see water pouring from me right now because I have the flow of God coming through me if I choose. But that doesn't make it less true whether you see it or not. See, Jesus is talking about a source of life and power that really makes Niagara Falls look puny. In fact, we'll read a little bit later on where Jesus um, describes this. It's the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. So, where does this river come from? Is it something that we can feel? Do we ever experience something that we say, I'm sensing that? Or is it something that we never feel? So, have you ever seen a, a plasma globe in person? Now, this is, uh, it's like a, a glass ball that has a source of power in the center, and then it's continually producing just these small arcs of lightning, I guess. It's kind of purplish lightning, which moves randomly around the inside of the globe. Now, if a person touches their hand to the outside of the globe, there's an immediate focus of all energy from the source to the person's hand. God showed this to me as an illustration of grace and faith. Now, I agree that grace is unmerited favor and forgiveness, and I know we've, we've been taught that, and it is true, but it is so much more than most Christians have ever realized. Grace is everything. Grace is everything that God has ever done for us, being pushed toward us in power. And then faith is our response of reaching out to touch His grace. See, when we reach out, we, we reach out in faith, believing that His grace is there, and then He responds, or His grace responds, and fills us with His power. In 2 Chronicles 16.9, it says, For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show Himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is perfect toward Him. See, just like the plasma globe has the power kind of running to and fro, so the grace of God is searching for someone to draw his focus to them in power. If we have not reached out in faith, then his power is, is, is not active toward us. Even though it's there and available, his power is waiting for our faith to reach out and to touch. So Jesus described how this takes place in John 14, verses 10 through 14. He simply showed us by example how to focus the Father's power to bring healing and restoration. He, the, I'm going to read this here and then I'll talk a little bit more about it. Starting in verse 10, John 14 verse 10. Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does the works. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the sake of the works themselves. See, that's the purpose for works. Verse 12, Most assuredly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these he will do, because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. See, Jesus is demonstrating, not only by his words, he did it by his actions as well, but he, he showed and, and described 
exactly how it happens. See, the source was the, the, the life source of the Father himself dwelling in Jesus. And so, when he would activate his faith, it was the power of God active in him. Do you understand that? I'd suggest go and read that over and over. Ask the Lord to give you revelation, to give you understanding. You know, this is actually how a person becomes born again as well. Becoming born again is an amazing miracle. It's an impossibility without the power of God. It's, uh, so, in Ephesians 2.8, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, by grace through faith. See, it takes the grace of God, which when Jesus died on the cross, the grace of God was then activated for our forgiveness. You know, see, your sins are already forgiven. That forgiveness is constantly being pushed your way. That's God's grace. The moment you then reach out and touch his forgiveness by faith, a miracle happens. Your spirit is then infused with his power to create a brand new spirit inside of you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says all things have become new. So, you have a brand new spirit in you and it has the power of God available. Uh, that's part of it. It became infused. Your spirit became infused with the power of God. See, when you reach out by faith, and you believe that what Jesus did on the cross was true for you, then you can receive it. See, it's hard to think of our sins and the sins of the whole world already being forgiven. In fact, if you think of the current events and things happening where there's evil people doing evil things, do you know that their sins are already forgiven? They just haven't reached out in faith and received that forgiveness. The forgiveness is there. Their sins are not even being held against them. It's only believe or unbelieve. And if they have chosen not to believe, then they'll die in their sins and they'll go to hell. But if they choose, they can then access the power of God, which is his grace. And it would be by faith, believing that it is true for them. If you have not become born again, it's that simple. Ask God. Ask him to make you born again and reach out by faith and you can, you can receive the power of God to make a brand new spirit inside of you. Now, this is also the process to receive healing, to receive finances, or anything that requires the power of God or the grace of God to accomplish it. You don't receive the power of God unless you reach out by faith and you believe that the power is available to you. Your belief is the actual touching of the globe, that's, the, that's the, the completion, or you reach out by faith, you have to believe that the power is there. That's why th you cannot uh, counterfeit this. It, it is something, your, your belief is actually deeper than your brain. It's, it's in your heart. With the heart man believes. That's how you reach out. You reach out by believing in your heart, and you accept the truth of the Word of God. See, when, when Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, he literally meant that the covenant with mankind was fulfilled. And the power of God could then be accessed by anyone who would believe. Salvation has been described by many people as forgiveness of sins. And people pray for salvation of others. And you're right, it's true, it is forgiveness of sins, but it is so much more than that. That's only the beginning. It is everything 
that the grace of God has accomplished for us. Everything the grace of God is pushing toward us in power. See, God is trying to get his favor, his His actual power that raised Jesus from the dead. He's trying to get it to be active in our lives, to bring healing to our bodies, to bring finances, to bring prosperity, to bring blessing to us. See, it is God's heart to benefit us as his children. But we have to believe that. We have to reach out by faith and believe it and accept what he's trying to get to us. See with the eyes of your heart and not just your natural eyes. Jesus said many times as he was preaching, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. See, you have ears and eyes in your heart, but if they're not open, you can't hear and you can't see. Paul even said in Ephesians 1 verses 18 and 19 that our eyes need to be opened to the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. That is God's grace. The greatness of his power is God's grace toward us who believe. And he goes on there saying um, the same power that raised Christ from the dead and uh, has seated him at the right hand of the Father. So when you think of the power that it takes to Uh, for Jesus to raise himself from the dead, for the Spirit to raise Jesus from the dead, all three are mentioned that God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit were active when Jesus raised from the dead. You have the fullness of the power of God active to you, that same fullness when you reach out by faith. See, this only comes to us through revelation from our spirit to our soul, and then it becomes active in our body. You have to see it in your heart. You have to know that it's true in your spirit. Believe in your soul and watch it happen in your body. So as you begin to obey him, you'll become more and more willing to believe what he says in his word instead of applying logic and reason to every situation. It won't won't make sense to the natural mind. In fact, if there's uh, plenty of examples of words of God that, that he had for his uh, prophets in, in the Old Testament and also in the New Testament where he would say, well, that doesn't make any sense. Of course it doesn't. But with God, this makes it possible. So has God put something on your heart today? Has he shown you something? Maybe you've had a dream. Maybe there's something, a desire that you have that you say that's impossible. I want you to take a piece of paper and write it down with today's date and then go and Take action where he has showed you to take action. If there's a person you're supposed to call or something you, that he, that's on your heart to do, reach out by faith and allow his power to work. Don't, don't counter it with fear. Don't counter it with, with logic and, and, and just thinking, well, this can't happen. Just believe what he showed you and then do the very next thing that he's given you to do. Listen to him. Follow his instructions and you will see the power of God at work in your life. Now, I want to just go back to where I started in John 7 uh, with the words of Jesus. And I just want to read the verse before and the verse after just to kind of hear uh, what Jesus is describing. This is where he said, out of his heart or out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. So, if we look at verse 37, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him him would receive. 
for the Holy Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. See, in John 14, he said, uh, I will do this because I go to my Father. See, when Jesus went to the Father, he sent the Spirit. The Spirit was the source, but it was only available to Jesus before he went to the Father. Do you understand when he went and he sent the Spirit with all of the grace of God applied to us for the forgiveness of our sins, for the healing of our bodies, for bringing the, the will of God as it is in heaven to, to have that happen on the earth as well, all of that comes to bear for each one of us when we believe. So, I'll come back to the question that I started uh, the message out today with, what is your source? And I could have said, who is your source? But I want you to answer the question, is God your source? Or is something else your source? When you look, at an- you look for answers, where do you look for your answers? Remember, Jesus is the answer to every issue in the world. And he has chosen to live inside each and every person who has been born again. And then he gives us the filling of the Holy Spirit, which is from the inside out. He gives us the fullness of his power if we are willing to believe. So I want to challenge you. Go to him and say, I want everything you have. I want all of you. I don't want to miss any part. Spend time with him and invite him to fill you with his power, to become your source, to show his goodness in your life and in the life lives of those around you. See, he has also made so that the only way that he can act effectively and he can He can really demonstrate his power is by the overflow of the Holy Spirit. When that happens, then you begin to shine as the light of the world, as Jesus said you are in Matthew 5.14. Agree with him. Reach out your hand. Touch the plasma glow. Open your heart. Allow the true source of power to flow freely through you, and you will see his name glorified. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope, by the power of the Holy Spirit. God bless you.